Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by regular first team starters, Dave Watson. Hi. And Paul Doolan. Hello. Right, well, let's defer immediately to Paul Doolan. Uh, Here's a little story. (gasps) On Thursday, Dave, I don't know if you know this because uh, you have a real job with real hours. (laughs) But on Thursday afternoon, me and Paul, uh, being the layabout freelancers that we are, uh, went and played snooker. (laughs) Like some 1970s It was real. (laughs) It was real snooker, though. Yeah, we went and played snooker. I won 3-0. Yeah, you did. And um, we went to the pub afterwards. And at the beginning of the third pint, (laughs) um, Paul started looking up on his phone how much it would cost to go up to Newcastle from London for the game on Saturday. And I just sort of laughed because I thought, it's ridiculous because I didn't like, think it was going yeah. to happen. Yeah, right. It was looking. At, I how, didn't think it was going to happen. At how that much point. was the train ticket? One hundred and thirty quid return. <laughs> one hundred and thirty quid yes. return. <laughs> plus the plus the twenty five quid. I think the ticket was it's getting okay. into St James's yeah. wasn't the expensive bit. Yeah. And then there's all the prostitutes you would have bought while you were there. <laughs> they were very cheap. I got a nine for ten deal. That yeah. <laughs> was quite good. Well, you know, I'm giving away the ending now, but. Well, yeah. I didn't think that it was... I thought it was just something you're looking up, like you might look up, oh, I wonder how much flights... I got to- home and said to my wife, what are we doing this weekend? And she said she had a really good garden centre in mind. <laughs> and I immediately opened my laptop and started booking it. So I thought, we've not got anything on. I can get out of going to a garden centre. No matter how good it is, I'm going to do it. So I've not been to a game at St. James's this season as well. And I thought as well, it might be the last chance I get to see one for a while and in the Premier fair, League. You've, you've picked a game that probably our most winnable game. Yeah, I think Villa away or Palace at home. Yeah, but nobody wants to go to bloody Villa. Yeah, including Villa. Yeah, no. Well, bearing in mind the result, 
there was a bit of a, a bit of a campaign on the internet that's really run away <laughs> uh, to get start a Kickstarter to get Paul to Man City tomorrow night or maybe tonight when you're listening to this. Yeah. So uh, we won a game. Yeah. Three 0 First clean sheet since West Brom. Correct. Which last time we did the podcast that was uh, confusing. It was, it was confusing. February, was it? Yeah. yeah something like yeah. that. Let's not try and work out what that was again. <laughs> but uh, what, did, was it, uh, did we deserve a 3-0 victory, do you think? Well, I think 2-0 maybe would have been more fair. Swansea just, they seemed like they've finished now for the season. And they, there was a worrying period after we were 1-0 up where they had three or four very mm. good chances and could have got back into it, but they didn't. So, I think, I think the... Do you remember a couple of, uh, like, last season, rather, where we were talking about, like, oh, these, these guys, the, the, the phrase was they've got the flip-flops on. Yeah, I hate Swans- that phrase. I know you do, but Swansea definitely were on the beach. They, they were... I hate that one, too. Do you like they, they had their were, on? <laughs> they were chillaxing? I don't know. What, what phrase can I use to say that they'd, they, they're done with their season? They're happy. They're, they weren't bothered. And when they come up against teams with something to fight for, they're going to come unstuck. And giving the, the giving the captain's armband to Sissoko was an odd choice, uh, like for most people, seems to have worked. Well, yeah, let's talk about that. That was the the standout mm. headline uh, an hour before kickoff was that not only was Shelby not in the side, mm. which I think was a surprise to most. Yeah, but. The captain Zarband had been transferred from John Joe to Sissoko. Dave, you said that that paid off. It certainly did in terms of the scoreline. Mm-hmm. Paul, what did you think of Sissoko's performance? I thought he looked quite decent. I mean, he got his first goal of the season as well. But it wasn't he wasn't doing the kind of the amazing runs through people that he did when he arrived at the club. But he looked tidy and decent he looked like he wanted the ball I thought from what I'm, I watched as much of the game as my stream would allow <laughs> which yeah. was I think at least two thirds of it and I thought he was doing a lot more running than I've been used to yeah in the last I few agree. months I remember very early on in the game he did one of them runs that fans <laughs> like where you where you you, you chase down the the keeper with yeah. the ball you know yeah, fans yeah, love yeah. that no, no. and um the i could see the thinking behind it was that Sissoko's whatever we think of him and i know i've been a long time defender of Sissoko's but he's certainly one of the most talented players in the squad yeah i think i'm the faces of those in front of me are no, I would agree. Not. I, I, think I, right. I think he's a he's technically capable, but it's his it's his physique and it's his stamina and strength and, and power that take him to the next step. I wouldn't. Okay. Like, well, you, you know, if, it was just yeah. The point I was going to make was Sorry. that just uh, he, he the thing that he lacks that he lacks most in is effort, and sometimes it seems that managers will try and pluck a performance out of a player in terms of effort by yeah. giving them the responsibility of the captain's yeah. armour. Well, and it's not that he gave some incredible 
match-winning talisman performance. No. But he seemed to get a bit more out of him. He looked and bothered for the first time in a long, long time, yeah. I would say. Bothered? Yeah. Am I bothered? But then you look at... Yes. <laughs> so you look at Wijnaldum, <laughs> and Wijnaldum is consistently getting picked, and he was absent again. Like, he had the least amount of touches bar our, um, bar our centre-halves. And he's supposed to be the one of the, the key creative forces. and fourth official had more touches. He, he was yeah. so poor. And like he was up against a team, like I've said, who just, they weren't bothered. They weren't, they weren't putting as much pressure on them as uh, on our team as they should. Like um, Montero on the, on the left wing for them was up against Anita. And Anita had a decent game. Yeah. And he, like Anita is clearly not a good right back. And Montero's, he had a really good start to the season, and he because he, he was the one that tore um, Jan Mat apart and got him sent off in He'd the, done it in the reverse fixture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's, Chelsea as well. They just weren't at the races, like Sigurdsson and all the rest of them. They just, I, th- I think the three nil you asked before was three nil a fair result. Yeah, it is because we turned up and were were trying for it, and they did not turn up at all. I don't think personally. I don't think three nil was a respective. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah, yeah. Reflective. 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 Scoreline. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think we were lucky not to concede. They had a couple of damned good opportunities. Yeah. Um, just one last point on Sissoko getting the captaincy. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Benitez made some point, sort of justified it in an interview saying some quite interesting comments, I thought, that Sissoko is amongst the French-speaking players in the squad, of mm. which there are many. That did seem strange, considering I don't think any French-speaking players started for us either, did they, oh, in that well, game? Well, Mbemba. True. But then, Isn't Cissé's first language French? But, well, th- but th- then those two, I would be surprised if... But th- let, sorry, me, if, let yeah, me just... Yeah, of those players, um, Sissoko is very... Uh, Influential, mm. and that was one of the main reasons he gave him the captain's armband, which I thought was interesting. Well, it's interesting mm. because um, the international coach for France has said, oh, the international journalists rather for France have said that Sissoko's definitely going to be in the in the Euros. Sissoko's had a terrible season, but the French um, fans and the French media and all the rest of it know that. Well, stick him in a French shirt, and he'll put in a, a performance wherever you play him and he's dependable and reliable and it's like why don't we get that yeah. we, we don't get like a 7 out of 10 player every game he seems to be the French callback you know what I mean like just like kind of dependable and we might get onto callback I thought callback had yeah, one it, of his better games actually just being slightly further forward there were shades of last season where he seemed to be amongst the goals because he was playing more box to box hmm Whereas we've kind of stuck him just in front of the defence a and lot this season, and he's not—he's not that type of player. We definitely played him like a Tiote, and I don't think that's his natural. I think he—I no. think he plays better. Yeah, I think—I think this is like—it's turning quite a negative thing. We should be quite positive because you know, we're, like we got um, we got a goal. We got two goals from set pieces, and I think that that says about the the. the the improvement of the quality of um, deliveries into the box True. that we're getting from Townsend. The first goal was 
tomorrow, your archetype so. your archetypal bundle yeah yeah from lasalle if i was a professional footballer all of my goals would be bundles <laughs> <laughs> bundle well the odd in off as well yeah in off <laughs> i think you should uh, it, the goal should only be deemed a bundle is as it goes in is if everyone shouts bundle <laughs> or is disallowed if not yeah 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 yeah, yeah. It was an odd, like, because nobody seemed to know he'd scored because he wasn't celebrating either, which he's said since is because he didn't want to celebrate until the game was won. Mm. But that, that's not really how goals work. Lascelles really seems to be setting himself out as a real uh, leader. Yeah. With a lot yeah. of heart. He seems to be... Like he's it. very good at the interviews, isn't he? Well, he and said, I thought yeah. he was very good in that game. And our... One, if you want us to be positive, Dave, and we should should be after yeah. a 3-0 victory, you're right to point out that we got a clean sheet and it seemed like our back line won some plaudits mm. for actually being quite well organised. Yeah, it's interesting taking Yanma out of there who seems to have no positional discipline. Like He'll mm. just bomb forward at every attempt. Mm. I don't think Anita's... The answer to our no. right back problem, but he, he's one of those players. You hear um, managers talk about them in uh, with with great warmth. You know, after maybe they've mm. they've stopped being a manager, so they need a player who just goes out there and does what he's told. They say it of like James Milner. They say like you 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 can tell James Milner right. We want you to be a, a right winger, and he'll go out there and he'll play as a right winger. But if you tell them halfway through the game. Oh, we need you to drop back into the centre midfield and, and he'll obey the commands of the, the, the manager. In terms of quality, I would suggest that Anita is somewhere between mm-hmm. James Milner and James Perch. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I would agree Probably with that. Fair. <laughs> yeah. And a lot, a lot of people would say that even if it was James Milner, that's not good enough for a Premier League club. But that's... A lot of people don't think James Milner... No, a lot of people don't rate James Milner at all. What, as a Premier League player? Yeah, they think he's like bang average. They think he's not... Yeah, but that's... There's one thing to say he's not in the top five players in the Premier League. No, but... There's another to say that he's not a Premier League player. No, genuinely, like... You're you, full of you, shit, mate. No, do you remember when he when he was playing for us? There were lots of people who were saying, actually, sixteen million for him—that's really good deal. We've done well out of that. And then when he moved to from Villa to Man City, they were like, "Why have Man City bought him? He's turd." But he is—he is—he's unglamorous. Yeah, there might have yeah, been the problem. There might have been a few years ago people said that, but now I would have thought that his career since has proven that in a team that spent as much money as Man City. He was a pretty regular starter, it's, it's, and then now and sorry. then got bought by Liverpool, a club which, whatever, if they're not the best club in the Premier League, they're certainly a Premier League club, but and therefore I think it's unfair to say that James <laughs> Milner is not a Premier League he's standard player. He's unfashionable, rather. The, okay, fine. I apologise. I, I would I'd, have him in our team at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I think he would be our captain. Yeah, well, yeah, and but then first name on the we're, team. We're, Dog a games. Premier League club, just uh, currently <laughs> depends when you're listening to this. So the other, the, the other player that was, uh, was his omission was interesting was Mitrovic because Mitrovic is looked dangerous. Yes, yes, and yet he was dropped. We'll ask the same question that we did after the Norwich game. In hindsight, mm-hmm. was it the right decision to start Cisse and not Mitrovic? I didn't think Cisse had a particularly bad game. You were saying otherwise before the pod. Yeah, I, I thought I, he. So I, 
had a conversation with a friend of mine and I was saying like he, he was like 6 out of 10 maybe my friend was like no like, he was at the game and he was like no 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 he was absolutely awful he didn't do anything he wasn't a he wasn't a threat so I checked and I went on you know all the various websites and, and stuff to find out stats Papi Cissé had 3 touches in the box and he's supposed to be the centre forward he had 41 touches he over scored a hat trick <laughs> It's a joke, sorry. <laughs> and um, uh, he had one shot which was miles off target and he was caught offside four times. I In think for him minutes, though, he was linking up play a lot better than he has before. I was worried there were quite a lot of long balls being sort of hoofed up to yeah, him. It yeah. wasn't as unstructured as it used to be. It wasn't just like it come... We still kept possession yeah. better than we have a lot before with him up there. That being said, and you're the defender of Cissé in this discussion yes. right now, would you have picked Mitrovic ahead of Cissé? Paul Doolan. The thing with <laughs> Mitrovic is he does so well for us as a sub. He's such a good impact player. Like he seems to come on, especially against tired defences, and do mm. amazing. Like his most of his goals and assists come from the bench rather than starting. And he's started a lot more games than he's come on from the bench. I don't right. think that can be a coincidence. I think a lot of the time when he starts, the West Brom game aside, probably, he can be quite underwhelming. So the, the plan is to leave him to stew on the bench. Okay. Get him simmering. Get, him, get his <laughs> yeah. brain going. Well, I think you saw it with him coming on against a slightly tired Swansea. He was able to be the sort of dominant forward that we want. I'm not did, sure he can do that from the start of a game. Did brilliantly for the third goal. Yeah. Holding onto the ball. Ran with, through a player. Yeah. <laughs> not even a round. Yeah. No, very impressive. But when, when he came on, we... Like, the, the, the metrics to, to show, like, how much possession we had in their half and all the rest of it, it went up because he came on and he was... Yeah, he might have been bullying a tired defence and he might have been getting more joy out of the fact that they were were a bit leggy or whatever. But I would... Part of me thinks that maybe he was rested for this game because we're going to come under a lot of pressure in the Man City game and we might start him against Man City mm. um, so that he can hold the ball up and relieve some of the pressure that we are undoubtedly going to be under because he does hold the ball up better than Cissé. He might not be as much of a goal threat if you start him, but... I think that we're going to tr- we're going to set up to frustrate them and to be compact and to be resolute. Yeah. And I think that requires us to have Alexander Mitrovic up front with um, Sissoko feeding off him and with like I can't like I can't imagine why Naldum's going to going to um, start. He did nothing against Swansea, he and seems, that was Swansea. He seems to be undroppable for some reason, though. Which is crazy. When you've got someone like Perez, who can play this, a similar role in a similar position as or him. CMD Young. Or CMD <laughs> I really thought I was going to see him. <laughs> but I, I can't understand why, because Vijnaldum hasn't done anything productive for ages. a simple just, case of over the... Uh, oh, Benitez being this maybe is too ridiculous but Benitez being quite new to the club and looking over the course of the season mm. Juan Eldon's been one of our best players he's our top scorer yeah. yeah I think hearing Benitez talk about Sissoko which might be a similar thing 
A lot of the reason he was bigging Sissoko up is his performances in training and his stats from games, which doesn't always translate to how supporters see a performance. Yeah. It's hard to see that with Wijnaldum, maybe, but he, he's a very good footballer. He's one of the best players we've got on some level. That is definitely true. And we were... But he was one of the few players in the first half of the season to escape criticism, mm. yeah. I think. But then... So I noted down some stuff about Wijnaldum. He had no shots at all. He had the least number of passes bar our centre-backs, no dribbles, and he had the least number of touches in the starting 11. Yeah. There he's, was one moment... Against Swansea's... There was sorry. one moment early on in the game. I think it might have been what led to our first goal. I can't remember. But there was one moment where a centre-back passed the ball to Wijnaldum... And he was just waiting for the ball to come to oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was so frustrating. It was like, no, you need to remember that there are opposition players. We're not having a kick about. There's somebody going to try and nab that from you. Yeah. Just- he doesn't seem like he's adapted to the pace of the Premier League particularly well. But the amount of goals... He's our second highest scorer. I think as well, dropping Shelby... I thought he was our top scorer. Is Mitrovic... Is Mitrovic it? not our top scorer now? Or? No. Oh, he is our top scorer. Yeah, because uh, Van Alden's got nine, Mitrovic's got eight. But either way, I think dropping Shelby for a more workmanlike central partnership of Teote and Colback. So I think a lot of the reason for that might be then you can justify having a sort of Wijnaldum who might do something amazing, yeah. might not turn up. It sort of buys you the luxury. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily right. But when, then, what, but then whatever got, we sorry. say, it worked out. It, it did. Worked yeah. Out. yeah. And but the way I see it is. If, you, if you're giving Sissoko the armband, you can play him out on the left wing where Wijnaldum w- was playing. And you can play Shelby in the centre where Sissoko was playing and you can play Townsend on the right. And then you've got a little boost from everywhere. Like, but I don't yeah. think Wijnaldum's done anything to deserve a, a start. No, I'd agree. For ages. Townsend. Like, another goal. In the... He specialises in <laughs> goals late in the second half. Yeah. This time, Newcastle somehow hadn't already lost the game. <laughs> he was able to celebrate. Yeah, nice. we got to see his celebration. <laughs> what, what if he pulled out a Spider-Man mask? More on that later. I love but, that he, he ran away with one hand aloft. Yeah. I was, that was harking back to That's Big three, Al. Go- three goals in eight games. As a striker, you'd be quite pleased with yeah, that. Yeah, three goals and ratio. two assists in eight games. Yeah. That's... Really good. Talking talking about while we're on the subject of uh, goals to games ratio, uh, Dave, you pointed out this out. We there were two strikers who we were continually linked with in the January transfer window mm-hmm. for big big deals, and I think we were all uh, a bit annoyed that they didn't go through. Those were Berahino and Austin. Yeah, and they've scored one goal each. Since Austin's January. been injured, hasn't he? Or well, even, but then that also backs up us being concerned about signing him because of his injury record. I think if we when, knew how much he'd be injured, we would have signed him because that's the sort of player we like. <laughs> but you, you look at it; we we could have signed like because Berahino was rated as like what twenty one million, twenty one million, and yeah, yeah. I think didn't we, to, put, didn't we put a bid in at twenty one? Yeah, million? I think yeah, they wanted well, thirty million for him, and we and. 
Yes, he might he he might have scored more goals in our team than he did in West Brom because of the way Pulis plays, because of the way we wanted to play. I don't know, he might have, but his performances have been poor and his attitude's been questionable. What's yeah. happened since doesn't suggest that he was necessarily the saviour we needed. No. Yeah. Certainly not as first choice penalty taker on oh. the basis of Saturday. Although the second penalty Damned good save, I thought. Oh, from did he miss two? Yeah, yeah. He got two, sa- two saved. saved twice. The first, wow. like you were saying, the first penalty is not a great penalty. The second penalty is a great penalty. It's low. It's right in the corner. But Herrera Goldman's guess is right, and his arms—he's the wingspan of that man's like a seven-four-seven. He's, he's like an albatross. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a great save. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm all right with us not spending 21 yeah. million on that now. I think the like, issue even is... Even though we're going down, I don't think his goals would have kept us up. I think the issue is that Seydou Dumbia's goals haven't really oh, been much relief. Oh, yeah. Dumbia. I'm really looking forward to who we sign on loan next season that never plays yeah. and doesn't score a goal. That's, what is this? Is this yeah. like an exchange programme? <laughs> what is Dumbia doing? In Laundering Newcastle? money. That's what he's doing. They don't <laughs> seem to like the look of him. It, apparently, he's just like no effort at all in training <laughs> so god knows what is this thing oh, i mean jesus i don't know if i've got anything fresh to say on it but it is so amazing <laughs> our, yeah. our, our habit of signing on loan these it smacks of like last minute christmas shopping in a garage and it's like that's there and i can buy that and it's at least something i can physically take home <laughs> it's better than nothing it's just a deal wasn't it it was just a cheap deal that we yeah. could make and and i'd imagine uh, his agent is somebody we wanted to be in with or... yeah 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 well, well, I, hope it brings, at, it brings... I hope he's at least enjoying his time in newcastle <laughs> <laughs> he could like for all we know, he might not even be living in Newcastle. No, oh. he might have been, He's not even getting picked for the bench. It's it brings into question like Charnley and Carr and and all the rest of it, which brings us on nicely. You want to go there? Should I want to go the jo- there. The, yeah. Should we do the Jonas, the Jonas tri- Tribunal? Tribunal, amazing scenes. For those who haven't been following it, Jonas Gutierrez has uh, been suing the club for wrongful dismissal. Is yeah. that right? I don't or, want to get the constructive, legal... constructive yeah. dismissal. I don't want to get the legal jargon yeah. wrong here. But he's been suing the, the club with regards to the way he was treated yeah. in uh, after recovering from cancer. Yeah. And the, the club, a.k.a. Ashley and Charlie et al., lost mm-hmm. he's, he's won a two million pound settlement there is an appeal pending mm. i can't uh, imagine they're going to win that appeal because the, there were a few of the the um like counts um were were discarded you know yeah the tribunal seemed to be suggesting that without saying they outright lied the quote on Charnley was that at times he appeared to be evasive and lacking in credibility. Mm. I mean, and the, the one on Pardew going, yeah. is the most perfect summing up of Alan Pardew. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to sit comfortably and enjoy His this. evidence was delivered in a confident, convincing and articulate way, uh-huh. but was less well-received. Uh, where is it? Sorry. Ultimately, on the balance of probabilities and taking into account our assessment of the respective credibility of the claimant and Mr. Pardew... We preferred the evidence of the claimant. <laughs> and it says John Carver's evidence was deemed vague and parts were rejected. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
amazing. Were the parts were rejected with like, would you like a pie? I bet Carver wasn't even asked nonsense. to give evidence. Yeah, <laughs> just turned, just up. turned up, yeah. But on, Made a mine reckons, right? <laughs> That's probably the start <laughs> of every line. But with, with Pardew basically... Pardew claimed that uh, he, he wasn't playing him because of that he had better options on the bench and all the rest of it. There, yeah. were, there were legitimate football reasons for him well, not He said Vernon playing. Anita was a replacement for him. Yeah. Like that left winger, Vernon Anita. But Gutierrez, before he left um, to seek uh, treatment for his cancer, which, by the way, the club didn't even offer to pay for. He had to pay for it out of his, his own. Well, deposit. apparently, yeah, I'm sure that's right, but... Apparently, he wasn't happy with the treatment he'd received in Britain, or that he was—he was—he didn't like the late diagnosis. Or yeah, and therefore. But then to. the doctor had apparently said to Pardew, um, "I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about this. You shouldn't play this guy because I'm concerned about this." And Pardew ignored that or didn't. Uh, and then he later said he didn't understand the doctor's uh, recommendations. Right. Well, if I'm in a doctor's office and he says, "Right." do this or don't do this and I don't understand why I'll ask yeah. him for clarification and I'll then take his word as fucking gospel because he's a doctor and I'm a knobhead like that I'm going to def- defer to him so when when it's all come out that Jonas has been horribly treated by the club I don't think you'll find a Newcastle fan that isn't happy and that's weird for like for you to take a player's side over your club yeah, that is it's unusual. unusual. It's like the Keegan Tribunal as well. Yeah. Where you just you don't doubt that everything they're suing them for is true. Mm. The best, the Charnley bit as well. There was a point in the tribunal he refused to acknowledge that Gutierrez was an Argentinian international. <laughs> it's like he had really, yeah, yeah. He was like he wouldn't be drawn on whether, but the tribunal was saying, but he is an Argentinian international. He's got these caps and. He just wouldn't admit it. Yeah. <laughs> he also... Well, refused, like, Charlie was also... Couldn't name how many internationals were in the squad. What? Like that, that's, it's almost like that's, he's massively out of his depth. And then he also said that he... Just because Jonas Gutierrez was being picked for the first team doesn't mean he was good enough for the first team. Essentially, right. like I'm yeah. paraphrasing, but that's where he's coming from. So... Gutierrez, after the result was made, sent out a bunch of tweets. Yeah. yeah. Which were just joyful because he was saying the things that you all want to hear. And part of it, I mean, part of yeah. it's playing to the, the, the audience, which is fine. But he was, he was saying that, Mr. Ashley, can you hear me now? Fuck you, I'm a Geordie. And I'm part, like, thank you. To, like, the, the club is not the the players or the owner it's the fans it's the city and thank you like I'm once a Geordie always a Geordie do you know what that means and all that. I, I was he's really lo- he's yeah. lobbying hard for a canvas print of the Tyne Bridge with those words <laughs> yeah, on, isn't he yeah. <laughs> him standing in the rain somehow <laughs> like like the Robson quote yeah. Yeah, yeah for the first couple of years at our club not the most popular player by any stretch even the last couple no. of years I think I think he wasn't if he was fully fit and not getting picked, I don't think there would have been too many people kicking up a stink about the way he'd been treated or anything. They would have just accepted that his contract's running down. He's not really that good at the minute, so I'm not that bothered that he's not getting picked. But when he was, when it transpires that the the diagnosis was given 
and given late and then the manager didn't act on that diagnosis and then when he returns and sorry when he's away the club aren't paying for his his treatment and when he returns he's basically told find a new club when all of that's added together like bad performances can be put to one side that's a human being and that's a human being being treated badly just 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 a little of care to your employees yeah just a little bit of here we go well devil's advocate Here just a little bit it's yeah. clear yeah i i accept the judgment yeah. right? <laughs> it's clear that uh ashley and charlie have behaved reprehensibly and they continue to do this i'm interested and the to see way, how this is going to be u-turned and go the on. way uh he's going to go god she- is the highest court <laughs> in the land and he decided i believe in play. sharia law <laughs> <laughs> no uh if so when it comes to the thing of him not being picked because they didn't want to activate the clause, mm-hmm. presumably because he'd had cancer and they didn't see him so much as an asset, right? Because it was a discipline, uh, a disability hearing that was on the basis of yeah. Yeah. disability. What would it be like if he'd broken his leg? If he'd well, broken his leg and you say, therefore, he's... Susceptible. If it had been Michael Owens yeah. and so, there had been that clause so and you hadn't have picked him because you've gone, well, you've not, history you, yeah, tells yeah. us that Michael Owen may well not be fit. I think on top of that as well, we've had other players who we've clearly not picked because if they've played a certain number of games, Mike Williams. they would have had a new contract. Was it? No, 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 sorry. We, that's how few- we got Mike Williamson. Uh, so cheap, yeah. But, but no, I think there have been a question- few players that we've had where we've done that as well. Where we've just said they're not getting picked, even though they've clearly been available. To answer your question, um, in this kind of situation, you have to make um, reasonable adjustments to the contract, right? As 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 part of like, if there's something like this, you have to make reasonable adjustments to say that. Well, obviously, he's not going to play that many games or whatever. Like you, you, you change the contract to reflect the the circumstance, and that wasn't the case. So because that. That's why they've. That's why Honus Gutierrez has won those counts, but the other counts of um, it was some kind of like there was a dismissal count and something else. I can't remember. They were like he's won two uh, out of five, I think, or two out of four. Two out of four. Two out of five. So the two that he didn't get um, were. Um, it seemed more like um, not not like deliberate and more. Yeah. Whereas the two that he's won are because they were bit selfish and just a bit like didn't but the club it. doesn't come out of it looking well it all looks not at very all. shabby not at all no compassion shown very much the sports direct attitude yeah. <laughs> and we're led to believe that uh, Petrov for example at Aston Villa was treated much much better yeah, yeah. now should we go on to Man City <laughs> oh, God. now that's tomorrow night as at time of recording so Probably Perhaps you're be. listening to this already knowing the results. So here's a real good opportunity for us to make tits of ourselves. It's at home. Yeah. It's against Manchester City, who a few games ago weren't looking so good. Yeah. But they've, they've got Prince Harry back. <laughs> Paul, what did you describe Kevin De Bruyne as? I think as? Kevin De Bruyne looks exactly like a Japanese teenager dressed up as Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my best yeah. sort of 
description of what anybody in the world has ever looked like. <laughs> very good. It's very good. Yeah, so he's back and tearing people apart. Yeah. Aguero's just got a hat trick. And he doesn't the, need any invitation to score against us. No, Aguero. no he doesn't. There's ten in, in his last eight against us. Yeah. They're in the semi-finals of the Champions League for the first time, so spirits are high. Or yeah. they might be distracted. Well, that's the hope. Will is this? Are we playing them at the best time? No, <laughs> clearly not. Stoke are playing them at the best time. When are Stoke playing them? Saturday. Because they'll be resting players. Because they'll be resting mm. players. So, but they played. We might be the dress rehearsal for the Champions League. But they player. played on Saturday, as did we. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they'll rest some players again. Well, they played quite a strong team against Chelsea, which mm. makes me think that it's possible they'll play weakened sides against ourselves and Stoke because, frankly, we are. They could beat us with forty percent of their, their first team. The worry with their weakened side is it has Company and Sterling back in contention as well. I don't. don't think, I, don't I don't think, think Sterling's a massive worry. But yeah. I think I, I could see company playing. I couldn't. No, I, I think that they wouldn't risk company because he's such a. Because if he. If they'd he won plays, him for the Champions League game, so I don't think they'd risk him for the Stoke one. I think no, they'd try I, and I, get minutes under his belt against us. I would, I would see him, him coming on for the final half hour and. To try and get the ninth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I. I I don't. I can see. I can see Sterling starting. I could see uh, Aguero st- like being on the bench. I could see De Bruyne being on the bench. I could see them resting a, a heap of stars. Like Nasri's not fit, but they'll play Iniacho in Iniacho. I think Aguero and De Bruyne will both play and be rested for Stoke. Yeah, because well, Na- Nasri was played on Saturday, but he's not in the Champions League squad. Oh, so. That's not but a factor for Nasri. Well, Pellegrini said that Nasri's well. not fit. That's right, what I okay. heard. But yeah, yeah. But he but, played very well on Saturday. But I mean, I, I'm looking at the stats in front of me, and <laughs> Man City look to like you know how we used to have a bogey team, which was Southampton, and Southampton always beat us. Like I think they're still like. our bogey team. Yeah, yeah, Dave. They're, they're one of guys, about eight. As I pointed out in the last podcast, ah. Uh, a cumulative score against Southampton over the last four games at St Mary's is thirteen one. Well, in our um, in our record against uh, last eight games against Man City, it's played eight, one zero, drawn zero, four one against twenty three. Yeah, when you put it like that, it sounds bad. Here we go. <laughs> this is uh, this is our record at. St. James's Park against Man City. Mm. Last year, lost 2-0. Year before, lost 2-0. Same season, League Cup, lost 2-0. Season before, lost 3-1. Season before, lost 2-0. Put your money on 2-0 loss. Didn't we beat them in the League Cup quite recently? Yeah, last season. But that was at the Etihad. That was at the Etihad, yes. That was when Rolando Ahrens appeared on the scene. Became the megastar that he is today. (laughs) But But as well, we had... The game against them recently at St. James, I can't remember if it was last season or the one before, where Teote had that perfectly good, like, thronker disallowed. Was that not for oh, when yeah. they won the title? I don't know if it was that season or not, but we deserved a but point out of that. Like, Pellegrini's next victory will be his 100th as Man City manager in all competitions. 
Aguero's next goal will be his hundredth Premier League goal. It's it's happening. Just put your put your house on it. But, I don't think that either yeah. of those things makes any difference whatsoever. <laughs> well, You're just saying they numbers. have to come somewhere. They don't have but to come in this game. No, they'll come. Honestly, I don't think Pellegrini's right. well, going to be like right. Why, lads, I need the big. All right, Man City here. have scored at least two goals in each of their last fifteen Premier League goals. Right, that's a legit Newcastle, stat. Right, but there's the <laughs> David idea Silva has five goals and four assists in his last seven. When Premier did you League become about league? cold logic and like? Why am I the delusional <laughs> one who thinks we might get something? Well, Sergio Aguero has ten goals Where's in eight Dave? appearances. We've scored. Oh, honestly, we're going to get. It's not. Even you had some legit stats there, Dave, but you ruined it by starting with two stats that made no fucking difference <laughs> whatsoever. Oh, he, like it's Aguero like, will get his hundredth goal in the Premier League, and but, it'll come against us. And what? Pellegrini will get his hundredth goal uh, win, and it will come against us. But like Alan Shearer had to wait ages yeah. to break the record, or it doesn't mean just because you're. There's no like law of football that when you're on like 99, 99. Yeah. goals, you automatically score the hundred. It doesn't tell you game. anything about how those two teams do against each other traditionally. It's just coincidence. Yeah, no, 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 that's just coincidence. I just meant that the given his comfort at scoring against us and our record against Man City as a whole, they're definitely going to get their hundredth win, and he's definitely going to get his hundredth goal because he he smashes us. This all is the a time. terrible attitude, Dave. But we we like Man City love playing against Newcastle. It's like Man U and Aston Villa. Man U and Aston Villa. Man U always win. They always find it comfortable to play against Aston Villa, even when Aston Villa are finishing twelfth or whatever in the league and not in the doldrums. You as they say are now. Man City love playing against us. Yeah. Well, they didn't love playing against us in. The 2005-06 season. <laughs> was that the 4-3 we win? No, that was when oh. we won 1-0. The year before, we won 4-3. Yeah. yeah, we won We won five in a row in the early noughties. The, the thing yeah. I'm going to take from... Dave, the thing that I'm gonna, The thing that I'm going to take from this is that we've got... Uh, so we, we play tomorrow, and because of last Saturday's results... Today doesn't really matter because if we lose, yeah, our goal difference might take a bit of a pounding. But we're still four points behind Norwich, which is the team that we need to catch. And Sunderland, we need to catch. Yeah, them. I think yeah, Sunderland yeah, no, 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 are but the like, bigger ones for us to catch than Norwich. Well, we Sunderland have to certainly seem to have momentum. I mean, we have, you could say, green shoots of momentum in that we've mm. just won a game for the first time in ages. But Sunderland certainly have some momentum and they've just knocked the stuffing out of Norwich. Norwich. Yeah. Which is bizarre because we should have been capable of doing that. But my thing is that by the time Norwich play again, we could still be within four points of them. And we could have had like two games gone past us. If we win tomorrow, we could be out of the relegation zone though. We could be, but like if... What have you done with delusional Dave? Where's the ostrich? I've never been delusional. I've always been... An optimist. Cautiously optimistic. But <laughs> I would say that... I, I So, I hate to do it, like, because I know you enjoy bringing it up, but to go percentages, I'm still 90% sure we're going down. Okay, so you're on 90%. Paul, where are you? I think I'm between 75 and 80. I'm on 
After you are both ostriches. This was our winnable game and we won it, but we've still got yeah, Man had, City. To be Man fair, City. we had two winnable games before that. <laughs> yeah. We've still got Man City, Liverpool to come in the next two games. Both with their eyes on Europe <laughs> and there for the taking. That's Man true. City's They're best, the easy games. Man City's best opportunity to get into the Premier League next season is Champions by finishing League. fourth, not by trying to win the Champions League. I think, look, I'm, I still think we're 80% likely to go down sure but I think that the weekend's results mean that I need to shift from my 90% yeah. or 92% or whatever I was at position. if Norwich had won at the weekend that would have felt a yeah. lot more crushing yeah. we're now one goal behind them on goal difference that's as well. right and the, we've got like I say the beginnings of momentum and both Man City and Liverpool are, well we've beaten Liverpool once this season yeah. And that's true. We are. Yeah, and they're yeah, both yeah. they're both teams who, like the rest of the Premiership, are liable to put in a loss any fucking time. They they like yeah. they're unpredictable. Yeah. Man City only like a month ago were losing to everybody or just looking unconvincing. I know they're not now. sides who've both got their eyes on other things. And defence aside, we've got. Not massive injury problems for once. And after those two games, we've got Palace at home and Villa away. So yeah, those, what I'm so, saying is, I still think it's unlikely, mm. but if we were to get three points out of either City or Liverpool, yeah. which is possible, and then to get uh, a couple of victories after that, then we, we you never know. So we basically need four points more from these five games than Norwich and Sunderland. That's essentially what we need. And Sunderland have got Arsenal at home. It's not an easy game. Stoke away, really not an easy game. Chelsea at home, again, not an easy. Everton can beat anybody. And Watford away can beat anybody. Norwich have got Arsenal, Man U, Watford and Everton. That's the hardest run in. Yeah, I would put right now... I would put Sunderland as the favourites to survive. Yes. Out of the three. That's, that's where I'm coming. Like, a little point on uh, football. Well, on this show? A lot of people have been pointing out that how frustrating it is when we knock long balls forward to Cissé or, or Perez. Perez. Yeah. But Sunderland seem to be doing quite well knocking long balls forward to Defoe. That's because of Defoe's movement, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. But, you know, a little man. Yeah. Everyone's going about uh, about Defoe and Allardyce, keeping them up. What's, what's they it? Might it's, be right. I think um, with Sunderland, the, the 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 thing that's going to keep them up is Kirchhoff, because I think Kirchhoff has made their defence a little more solid, and it takes a little bit of pressure off their midfield, which allows Defoe to. Yes, he's still fighting for quite long balls, but. A lot of them are actually going into the channels, like you're saying, Paul. They're, they're, he's, it's into his run rather than at it's him. It's not a yeah he's, yeah. he's not holding it up. It's that not like we've done with Cisse for a few seasons of just hoofing it up. Yeah, yeah. in the region of him. Uh, Paul, seeing as you were in Newcastle on Saturday, did you yes. watch the Sunderland game in the pub? Yes. What was I'm interested to know in Newcastle, considering out of the two teams we would have preferred Sunderland to win in terms yeah. of the battle for going down. What was the atmosphere in the pub when very, Sunderland scored for it? It was very weird because 
the first one especially, you could sense the relief, but it was deadly quiet when the goal went in. Yeah. So everybody just sort of stopped. It was a kind of acceptance that this is good, but it's not going to be cheered. <laughs> there were a couple of people in the pub I was in cheering like the second and third Sunderland goals and just there were a lot of looks at them of like, right. what the hell are you And do you doing? think that they were Mackhams or they were... No, no, no. I think they were Newcastle fans thinking about the goal difference. Right, yeah. yeah. But Well, I was before the game... I kept on insisting on that we wanted a draw. But uh, I'm persuaded that maybe the victory did, the Sunderland victory did. Well, yeah, the problem with the victory for Sunderland is it looks like it could, if it gives them momentum, and that's the, the worry. And stuff like yeah. That. yeah. I was interested by, maybe it was just on the highlights, you know their player Watmore? Yeah, yeah. Who, Duncan Watmore, yeah. Who is impossible to mention without saying, he's got a first-class degree. <laughs> so they just, and that's always, he's like... Footballer gets degree. (laughs) (laughs) That he will never use as well. Um, When he scored, it seemed like no one celebrated with him. Yeah. I think Defoe was really annoyed with him because he hadn't put him through before. Yeah. And then when Watmore scored, it seemed like maybe he's just in the dressing room at Sunderland. He's hated because he's always reading his damn books <laughs> he wasn't he was look at he him did, with his books look at him thinks he's so clever he did kind of run off cheering and then you could see him sort of half looking over his shoulder of like why haven't I been yeah but the, the why does is, nobody like me the trouble is he was cheering in Latin and nobody yeah. knew what he was doing all I did was try to teach him to read <laughs> I, 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 I quite like Duncan Watmore Sure, quietly, he's a so busy little really, player. I haven't really formed. I think they're going to stay up. Like honestly, I think it's going to be us, Norwich, and Villa going down. I think you're probably right, but we've got to have something to hang in there for. And yeah. it was nice to see us win at the weekend, and yep. therefore, you know, if we had lost that game, then we'd all be at ninety nine point nine percent, wouldn't we? Hell, if we beat Palace and Villa, get six points from them, it is possible that Norwich and Sunderland only manage to get two points from the next four or five games respectively. It's possible. It's, it's possible. It's we unlikely. It's unlikely. Some belief. Given Spurs, we seem to be a bogey team for Spurs mm. and we've got them at home on the last day of the season when they might have nothing to play for. I think there's a lot of people writing that off yeah. as a game we're definitely going to lose. I think there is a bit That's of hope true. there. That could be an incredibly exciting game. It could be that they still... Are in the title fight, and, God, we're, still in and we're the only team battle. down there who's got a home game for the final day of the season. So if yeah. it is still, you know, if there's still something to fight for, I mean, we saw what the the last home game of the season did last year. Well, I didn't because I was playing cricket. <laughs> 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 but the the, the home fans the, like I've looked at my fixtures this season, and, and the, I am able to watch the last day of the season. <laughs> So if you're listening, Newcastle squad, please keep it going to the end. No, 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 finish it before that. But they're, they're, like the other two, they're away to Everton and away to Watford. Both teams who are going to finish mid-table probably want to put on a bit of a show for their... Uh, and there's nothing more enjoyable than putting another side down on the final game of the season. Oh, you bastard. Well, I've never won anything, so ruining somebody else's days is as good as it gets. So... Well, yes, sir. Let's do it. Tomorrow night, uh, probably tonight as you're listening to this, Newcastle play Manchester City at St. James's Park, formerly known as the Sports Direct Arena. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Why are you, Why doing, you doing that? that? <laughs> Paul. That's, that's a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a funny little bit of pith. 
Paul. Stop taking me. What do you think <laughs> the result will be? Give us your scoreline prediction. Oh, I want to predict something positive, but I'm going to go as positive as I can. One all draw. <laughs> wow. I don't firmly believe that. No. I think it's more likely to be sort of 4-0 Man City, but... but but remember, it will be Pellegrini's 100th win. Actually, yeah. Pellegrini's going to want the, the ton. Uh, <laughs> so Dave, it's going to be 3-0 Man City. Fergus. Probably 2-0 by half-time. Okay. Well, I think Pellegrini's in the nervous 90s. <laughs> so. Well, the stats Gun. suggest that uh, we'll lose 2-0. Yeah. But... Join me on the optimism train. I want to Honestly, join you on the you optimism train. you reactionary assholes. The pair it's of fine. you. Yeah, well, that's, that's what football's fine. about. Otherwise, you wouldn't enjoy any of it. I don't. <laughs> we just we just won 3-0. Mm-hmm. Man City just won 3-0. Yeah. It's but going to be 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's not a bad prediction. I'm going to say... Come on. I'm going to say 1-1. One, one. No, I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. I think yeah. there'll be some goals. Yeah. I think Man City against Chelsea, all their goals seem to be on the counter-attack. Yeah. Now, I'm hoping that Benitez will have us properly organised and we won't have the full-backs bombing Yeah, I don't forward. think anyone should cross the halfway line. No, I think those, that back line seems to be quite well organised on Saturday and I hope they remain that. And maybe... Maybe City will certainly have a lot more of the ball mm-hmm. and will have to break us down a bit. And maybe we'll be the ones on the counter attack and maybe we'll get something there. Mm. Well, we only had 34% of the possession against Swansea. That's, that's true. That's true. Okay. So I think we're at the end. Oh, there was we? the. Just I was mentioning it before, the oh, Ray yeah. Wilkins quote. Paul, you've got a Ray Wilkins quote to, yeah. to see us out. It was just baffling. He was on Talk Sport last week. Where is it? I've saved it on here. It is a beauty. I'm getting there. It's coming up. Ray Wilkins. Yeah, so Ray Wilkins talking about whether Newcastle should have given Rafa Benitez the job. And his quote was, there's a lot of young British coaches who would give their right arm for that job. Well, not literally. Apologies if I've offended anyone with that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Ray Wilkins always talks about... He's, cause he used to do all the European games on Sky. And he'd always talk about... If there was a good bit of skill, he'd be like, any young boys lucky enough to be up past their bedtime watching that, that's how you do it. <laughs> he was obsessed with bedtimes. <laughs> he always said my word as well. Yeah. My word. My word. I like the... He's and he called to... Chelsea players by their first names, which grated me massively all the yeah. time. Yeah. Frank will be happy with that. <laughs> I didn't. Any young boys lucky enough to be up late watching Frank? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, even as, uh, on lunchtime kickoffs. <laughs> 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 that uh, Ray Wilkins quote, where he's like, Is anyone like, offended? That yeah. just stinks of a man of a certain age <laughs> who's. Just confused by this politically correct <laughs> yeah. world, and he's just constantly worried about saying the wrong thing. <laughs> he read something about transgenders in the metro and thought, "I don't know what's what anymore. <laughs> I better just not express an opinion on anything." Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, with on on that note, on that bombshell, let's leave it there. 
Paul Doolan, thank you very much. Thank you very much. For your time. Dave Watson, thank you. Thanks for having me back. And thank you to the Newcastle listener. Please rate <laughs> us. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> you said listener singular. Yeah. <laughs> I like a, to think we've got more than one. Well, um, you're you probably right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Thank oh, you to you, the Newcastle. You, you fucked up his little. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you to the Newcastle Natter listeners. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Plural. All okay. four of you. <laughs> Please rate it. Three of them are us. <laughs> yeah. Please rate. Oh, I never listen to it. Please rate us on iTunes and follow us at Newcastle Natter, and tell your friends. And we will be back next week. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.